I did see off of what we talked about on Monday, Phil Mickelson claims he did not bet on the 2002 Ryder Cup. There's a book out saying that reportedly he wanted to bet big money. He didn't get the bet in and team lost. Who knows? Everybody can lie so much today. You can lie on Twitter. Who's fact-checking? You can lie in a court of law. You can lie in a book. Unless you're under oath in a court of law, all those lawyers, they just lie. The people lie. Everybody's lying. One honest man that stands amongst all the liars is Mark Wilson, PGA rules official. He's standing by one of our PGA, LPGA Tour insiders. The FedEx Cup playoffs are going I, are going on right now. Moved to Chicago. I will say I enjoy the uh, the playoff golf. How you doing, Mark? Hey, great, Bill. And I was at that 2012 Ryder Cup that you were referring to. You know, you, you may remember on Sunday that Rory McIlroy almost missed his tee time for the singles matches because he was watching the Golf Channel the night before, and those times were listed as Eastern time. And obviously Chicago's in the central time zone. He got that emergency ride, just made his tee time by a matter of minutes, was tying his shoes on the tee. So I don't know if that was the match that was Mickelson was questioning or, or which one. I think he was betting. I think he was betting on the team to win at the end of the day on Sunday, and they lost. So he uh, reportedly said that book or something said he wanted to bet like what four hundred grand on Team USA. And what I, I tell everybody that if you span that over decades, and Phil Mickelson wants to gamble, and he's made a billion dollars or half a billion, whatever it is, it's his choice. If he's paying his bills and he's not. Breaking any laws, it's his choice. I, I don't know. I, again, with rules officials, and you would know it probably better than I would, Mark, are there rules on the PGA Tour where you can't bet on yourself to win? Uh, you know, um, you mean as far as officials, we don't do any gambling. No, 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 not you, Mark. I'm not talking about you. I mean, I, I mean, Mike goes, hey, a ball move, match is over. I think, no, I didn't, I didn't mean, I, I meant with golfers. Are golfers told they can't bet uh, on themselves uh, in, a, in a tournament, in a Ryder Cup, in a President's Cup? Are, they, are there rules, not, from your, not the golf rules, I'm talking PGA Tour rules, that they can't bet on themselves? Yeah, I don't believe they have the same restriction as long as it would just be on themselves. Not the way they are in other sports. You know, obviously the, there's the Lions players who are in trouble, and uh, over and even betting on your own team is is uh, prohibited in some of the team sports. Right. That's what I was just saying. If you, it's kind of like a horse owner. I was talking to a couple of buddies about Mickelson uh, the other night, and I said, "Wait a minute. You know, horse trainers and horse owners will bet on themselves big money all the time to win." Yes, and in fact, that's how they make some of their money. Exactly. That's what I meant. So you're, you know, the PGA, you're an independent contractor, I guess. I don't know exactly what some of their other deals are now as things have evolved with the Live Tour. But, you know, you want to bet on yourself to win? Uh, I I don't think it's that big of a deal. I don't. Uh, In golf. Right, exactly. Right. So we'll uh, we'll separate golf from the other team sports. Well, even in, okay, I'll even say this, in a team sport. If you bet on yourself to win, not not to lose or throw a game where it gets into shady territory, but if you bet on yourself to win, so I'm Justin Verlander, 
and I go on the DraftKings Sportsbook app and I bet on myself to win, is that is that crazy? But I know it's against the rules. I understand that. Like same thing with Jamison Williams. He didn't bet on the NFL. He would have been suspended for the year if he would have bet on the NFL. If you bet on your own team, I think you're banned. You're just done. And he got his yeah. six game suspension. So I, again, I look at horse racing. I look at what goes on. You know, Phil has been a different cat. I mean, you know, Phil, you know, when you look at Liv and everybody went crazy on him, and now you look where Liv is at, and you look at Saudi Arabia spending hundreds of millions to sign big-name soccer players, the amount of business that America, the military, uh, our government does with buying oil with Saudi Arabia. I mean, we can take the holier-than-thou side out of it, and now we're just waiting on how this Live PGA DP World Tour partnership will shake out. How do you think it's going to happen? Well, there's been obviously the commissioner's uh, leave of absence with respect to his health issues sort of quieted all this talk. And I think getting into the playoff season now, and obviously this upcoming playoff event this week is the last event to earn points for the Ryder Cup. So this is a big weekend. So it really has sort of quieted the LIV PGA Tour talk. But I think there's still a lot of question marks. There's live players like Mickelson who say, you know, we don't really want to return to the PGA Tour, and we're happy with our own tour. Uh, I don't think in the end it's going to shake out that way. I think ultimately the PGA Tour will get together with the Saudi Investment Fund and there will be some kind of, there will be some big world events, the no-cut type events with the top 75 players in the world. Uh, we're, we're really headed, I think, in, in more of that direction. And those will be more worldwide events. So it'll be a kind of a combination, LIV, PGA Tour, DP World Tour. And then there'll be sort of subsets from there in terms of what, players are going to play and you know even for next year bill on the pga tour with some of these enhanced events there's only 18 full field events from january to the playoffs and so this top 50 these players who are currently in the top 50 are going to benefit tremendously next year in some of these limited field events and by the way top 50 are off to chicago uh, round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs on the PGA Tour. Mark Wilson, one of our PGA, LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, also part of the prestigious Ferris State University PGA Golf Management Program, joining us on the Roast Umber Coffee uh, guest line. Speaking of the Ryder Cup in Rome, uh, looking at the team rankings going into the final two stops, Scheffler, top six get in, then six captain's picks by Zach Johnson. So Scotty Scheffler, Wyndham Clark, Patrick Cantlay, Brian Harmon, Brooks Kepka, Max Homa. There's your top six. And then just on the outside, you have Shoffley, uh, Jordan Spieth, uh, Cameron Young, Colin Morikawa is a ways back. It's going to be interesting uh, who gets the six automatic bids and what pressure that will put on Zach Johnson when you look at what the other six picks will be, the captain's picks. Yeah, absolutely. And there there can definitely be a lot of movement this week because essentially the Ryder Cup points, and just to be simple about this, 
every million dollars is worth a thousand points. And there's some exceptions for certain events and double for majors. But bottom line is that it is still possible for somebody like Spieth to move in or Xander or Max Homa based on their winnings from this week. And then for Brooks Kepka to drop out because Brooks obviously isn't playing this week. And so all of his basically 9,400 points that he's accumulated have been based on winnings in the majors. And so currently he's fifth. I think he's a lock as a, obviously as a pick if he finishes in the top six, because he'll be in the top six in the standings. But then the question will be, well, will uh, Captain Zach Johnson pick an LIV player who maybe is seventh or eighth or depending on where the others move after this event? And this is the final chance for points. Next week at East Lake um, uh, doesn't count toward the Ryder Cup points. So it's only this week at the BMW Championship, and you make a great point here, and you're Zach Johnson, and at least with the reports that surfaced earlier this summer, with the Live and PGA and DP World Tour working towards, you know, partnership, uh, unification, whatever you want to call it. I don't think there seems to be the same pressure there was, you know, last spring, early summer on Johnson that I believe he'll take the best field. And we've also seen what those Live uh, golfers have done in majors and what they've done for TV ratings, which at the end of the day is what the Ryder Cup is all about, at least the modern day Ryder Cup. Absolutely, it is. And I agree with you, Bill, that this announcement by the commissioner uh, a couple of months ago now about the the, uh, pending agreement that they're going to develop will alleviate some of that pressure on Zach Johnson if he still wants to pick Brooks, if Brooks is out of the top six. And I think Brooks would be a great pick. I mean, he is an intimidating player when when you play against somebody like Brooks Kepka. I mean, you think about... Uh, matching a Brooks Kepka with a Scotty Scheffler, for example, in foursomes and uh, or four ball, either format, and you could really you could have an intimidating team. Obviously, the other wild card here that I think everybody's interested in, and I really like this man. He's a Clemson grad, and that's Lucas Glover, who is really a fine gentleman. I've known him for a long time, 43 years old, and currently moved up now to 16. Nobody's been better on the PGA Tour really in the last two months consistently. Number one in uh, proximity to the hole on approach shots and number 10 in driving accuracy. And uh, I think he's a great case for a captain's pick, even if he is now at 16 in the Ryder Cup points. But he's moved all the way up from 121st to fourth in the FedEx Cup standings in just a matter of about three weeks. And I love uh, the long putter. He said it's changed his game. His putting has been uh, absolutely fantastic. And Glover is one of those guys that you can kind of feel through the TV set where you're just uh, cheering for him. He's in his 40s. You know, he's got those two wins, and now all the exemptions uh, coming his way. Uh, Well-earned. Mark Wilson, PGA Rules official, joining us. Mark, how many majors have you worked? 67. 67 majors. Wow. All right, so what's your next uh, gig? Uh, what are you working in terms of rules officiating? Uh, well, really, Bill, with my more limited travel schedule, 
Uh, you know, I mentioned I was at the National PGA Junior Championship, which was just a really exciting event. So many outstanding young players. Uh, you know, many of them are still uh, have some time to finish in high school. In fact, the boys' winner was only 14 years old, beat an entire field of 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. Uh, but with my more limited schedule right now, I don't, I don't have another event on the schedule for this season. Uh, obviously, the, the tour is going to wrap up. Uh, I, I'm not going to go to the Ryder Cup in Italy, which is the end of September and early part of October. And then the tour schedule will start back up for fall. You going to work the Masters uh, next spring? I'll let you know. I, I hope that's a possibility, and uh, I will let you know if that's uh, going to happen. Will you let me know, Mark, because you are big-time Wilson. That's what I call you on the huge oh. show. One of our PGA and LPGA insiders, PGA rules official, talking about uh, the FedEx playoffs. So when it's all said and done, who do you think uh, wins a playoff on the PGA Tour this year? You know, I... I I really am kind of thinking that the current hottest player, well, it'd be amazing if Lucas Glover moved up and won the whole thing. And I think right now I sort of like Rory McIlroy, who's sitting in third. And, you know, he's played pretty well recently also. Obviously, it's hard to count against uh, John Rahm and Scotty Scheffler, who are currently first and second. But, um, you know, Lucas would kind of be your dark horse favorite. Uh, if he continues this streak, and uh, and he likely could, but I'm kind of thinking Rory sitting there at third right now is a real strong possibility. Uh, before I let you go, I did see because the Olympics next summer uh, with golf involved and also uh, the different PGA Tour schedule that for some unexplained reason, the people behind the Rocket Mortgage Classic in Detroit now are lining up uh, with the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational, the same week, uh, both tournaments happening in Michigan. That is not a it's not a good move for either tournament in my mind. Yeah, I'm not sure why that happened, and I know that Dow was anxious to move their tournament a little earlier because they wouldn't have to finish on Saturday to get that to, to get those players over to Europe so that they could play the Avion and their other events in Europe. Um, and it, it is unfortunate. I mean, that's a, a, a sort of a strange quirk of scheduling to have two tours uh, play in pretty close proximity, really, uh, the uh, Bay City uh, uh, area, Midland area, and, and, uh, and, and Detroit, Metro Detroit, is pretty close proximity. So, yeah, that's, uh, that's too bad for spectators. Yeah, and I think part of it is the Olympics pushing some things back. It may be just a one-year aberration, so be it. Uh, all three tournaments uh, had monster crowds uh, this summer, and the Dow Great Lakes Bay Invitational two-person LPGA team event in Midland at the beautiful Midland Country Club and the Meyer uh, event here on the west side of the state uh, just had uh, record crowds. Golf is alive and well in the state of Michigan. Mark, thank you so much, my friend. We'll talk soon. My pleasure, Bill. Have a great week.